0: I think the fun part of my job is like seeing, even, even if it's, you know, even if it doesn't happen this year with some of the scholars, like next year and the year after that, like seeing those relationships blossom and form um, so that the kids do really feel like, like Sydney has my back, Sydney will be there for me. That's my ultimate goal. <laughs>
1: Can't help but connect, but we ain't here to talk about it. Welcome to another episode of the Delaware College College Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Myers, joined by my esteemed colleague, Jordan Bonner. Jordan, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm living the dream. We are joined by Sydney Alexis Marie Williams the first. Um, How are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm kind of hungry, a little tired, but just came inside from hanging out with some of the kids, so I'm good. Jordan, start off
2: you just came from outside from hanging out with the kids but you've been hanging around this program for a while now
0: mm-hmm. why that's a good question um no it's funny people always ask me like you've only had one job your whole life like why is that that's so weird um honestly it's because of the people like my first year I was definitely really like Tim and I kept to myself a lot because the only person I really knew was, like, Jalen and Roger. All the advisors were older than me, and even, like, the scholars were older than me, so I was, like, terrified half the time. Um, but they really made an effort to, like, get me to hang out with them, and, like, we all spent time together. And I've just found that, like, over the my last five years, like, no matter the group of advisors that um, is there for the year, like, we all end up becoming really close. And it's just a great environment, not to mention I've two great bosses who, like, actually make the job enjoyable instead of being, like, horrible dictators, which is always good. Um, so, yeah, I honestly come back because of the people.
1: I'm thinking of other questions. I have questions, but you're also trying to get content. Um, so, I guess in what ways, like, you continue... Uh, to come back and serve DCS in a variety of roles. Um, the one thing, you know, and I think we're we're pretty open and honest about this, like from the day you started when you were like 15 or 16 years old, like, like your work ethic is pretty unmatched, especially for like somebody of that age and just like the level of maturity and um, just your willingness to always sort of go above and beyond. I guess I just want to know like, why are you wired like that? Because I think you're very humble, so, like, you won't, and I think you just feel like it's just, I don't, I, I don't know, but, like, yeah, you're very humble and won't sort of brag on yourself, so I'll brag for you, but then ask you, why are you like that?
0: Um... I don't know that um I think I get a lot of it from my mom I mean both my parents but my mom in particular like my mom is the most driven person I've ever met and she's also extremely selfless to the point where sometimes I actually have to tell her like please put yourself first for once um so I've just always been around selfless people and like also my parents are older um I'm an only child. So, like having a strong work ethic and doing well was like never an option. It was always expected. So, even like the, I don't want to make them sound bad, but even like when I graduated from um high school and I was like, "Mom, like are you proud of me?" That was so good. She was like, "Yeah, I'm proud of you," but like like this is what we expected. Like you're supposed to graduate, you know. So, there's always been like whenever I achieve something, I always know that there's a higher like there's a bar set even higher for me to reach so um i don't know i guess that's why i can be, like i never stop to like give myself credit for certain things because in my head i'm like yeah that's great i did that but i can do so much more
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like i was talking to a friend at school about this a couple months ago like one of my biggest fears in life is like not meeting the expectations that I set for myself. And sometimes I wonder like, am I ever gonna be satisfied with like something that I've done? Mm-hmm. Or if I am I ever gonna like be able to say, Okay, cool, like I did this, I did a good job, like I can relax now. Cause I'm very like oh, I did this, on to the next thing. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think I just I just always am looking towards the next thing.
2: Mm-hmm but that, oh but the drive that you have can be attributed to the example that your mom said and, and and really working hard what is your ultimate goal where you say you your you know you have an expectation that you set for yourself and ultimately like you're looking to to strive to be better and to strive for that next what is that what is i guess what's the next goal for
0: you um, the next goal is graduate school. Um, I want to go to graduate school to, for mental health counseling, um, specifically for like children and, and adolescents. Um, s- more specifically for BIPOC children a- and adolescents. Hopefully, I could focus on Black children and adolescents, just because growing up like in my household with my friends and family, like seeing just how the Black community handles mental health, like. Breaks my heart every single day. And so, um, my goal, which obviously I can't change the world, but my goal is to at least make some sort of a dent in the stigma around mental health in the black community. So, um, I want to be a counselor. My ultimate, like, best case scenario thing that I achieve before I die would be to open my own counseling practice, um, probably in Philadelphia somewhere, because that's where a lot of my family is from. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be, like, sort of a nonprofit, low cost thing, because Another thing that I disagree with when it comes to mental health is how expensive therapy can be. Um, so my goal would be to open my own counseling center, um, kind of catered towards people of color, but specifically black people, um, and just have it be like a counseling center slash community center type of thing with a bunch of different black practitioners um, and have it be accessible to the, as accessible to the community as possible.
2: What does it mean to listen?
0: I think... I think it's one thing to be having a conversation with someone and to kind of be taking in what they're saying to you. It's another thing to be understanding what they're saying to you. And I think a lot of, like, I don't know, when it comes to therapy, there's a lot of, um, no. When it comes to therapy, I think there can be therapists that just kind of take in what you're saying and regurgitate textbook solutions. And then there's therapists that take the time to get to know you and get to know the person you are and why you react to things. So And they give you solutions that sound like they're coming from an actual person and not a textbook. And um, I've had to go through a couple of therapists before I found one myself that I feel like I, this person actually cares about me and not just the $100 an hour that they're getting from me. Um, so at least my goal in terms of like when I start working and being a listener is just... Making the person feel like, you know, they're actually being heard and understood and that they're not just a client. Like, I don't wanna just have clients. I wanna have, you know, people that I work with that trust me and that understand that I'm here to help them at all costs. Um, So, I don't know. I think listening is just doing more than actually listening like it's more than just things going in your ear it's things going in your ear and you're processing them and you're also taking into account body language and fidgeting and tone and like remembering you know where people come from and it's actually interesting that I'm saying this because like I think from being at this job especially just this year I'm learning a lot about what it means to listen especially as a like like kind of an advisor like a, I don't know um, and just like taking into account where all the kids are coming from and how they view the world and I'm definitely what I've learned I'm definitely not super great at it at this point, but um, it's something that I strive to do every day, just make them feel like they're being listening to they're being listened to, they're being heard, and that they're supported um in all capacities because mm-hmm. that's really important to me, mm-hmm. and I think that's why like sometimes when like we might get pushback or, like, things can be difficult. Like, I take it to heart so much because I'm like, like, let me help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm here mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And I think I have to understand that, like, people don't just open up. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes time and it takes effort to build that relationship on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the fun part of my job is, like, seeing... Even, even if it's, you know... Even if it doesn't happen this year with some of the scholars, like, next year and the year after that, like, seeing... Those relationships blossom and form, um, so that the kids do really feel like, like Sydney has my back. Sydney will be there for me. That's my ultimate goal.
2: That's so cool. I think even as you transition into the role that you have in in, in the fall, right? You have an opportunity to to practice that in every conversation that you have with with these with these rising uh, juniors. Um, so I'm gonna see it as like you know you getting. Uh, unofficial hours to go to, uh, you know, um, to your craft as a, as a, as a counselor. Um,
1: yeah, that's cool. That's cool. What you got, Jake? Um, so Jordan referenced sort of what you'll be doing for us in the fall or really throughout next school year. So, and you'll be, um, for those that don't know, for our hundreds of thousands of listeners – uh, you'll be tracking a lot of our juniors in high school and just being a, a support person, a mentor for them. Um, What excites you about that opportunity?
0: Just being able to, like, keep up with them during the year. I think one of the hard parts about, like, being an advisor over the summer is unless, like, you, we make an effort on both sides, but, like, to keep in touch with the kids, It's kind of, like, hey, like, we're all super close. We hang out for a couple of weeks, and then it's, like, I'll see you next year. Yeah, exactly, like, um, and then when they get back in the next year, we spend the first couple of days, like, catching up and stuff, and it's, like, um, I'm excited to just keep talking to them and not, like, not having to close that, not close the door, but not having to kind of put a bookmark in the chapter. Like, it's constant, like, and just hearing about what they do, I think, um, You know, I think when we're here, like the kids are so, you know, they're tired and there's a lot of work and things like that. And um, just being able to hear what they do during the year and being able to say like, hey, you're doing a great job. And like constantly being able to remind them like, I know it's tough right now, but you're doing a great job. It's all gonna pay off. Give them the recognition that they deserve is really exciting. And also just like, I just love interacting with them. Um, So even just like being able to talk to them a couple of times a month, It's definitely going to brighten my day for sure.
2: Yeah. So it's cool, right, that you would be able to experience or get a a deeper glimpse of their lives outside of DCS. You do so much for us. And like, uh, as Jake said, there's a lot of intangibles that you really can't teach. One thing I'm always impressed by is, and you may laugh at this, but the content that you put on social media (laughs) for us, I think is phenomenal. I'm curious to hear about like, what, is it, what does it mean to you to create engaging content?
0: So it's funny you ask that because, like, I'm actually very anti-social media, like, especially Instagram. Like, I hate Instagram. I'm, like, I take breaks from Instagram all the time. I think it's so toxic. But I love making content <laughs> for social media. Yeah, It's kind of, like, my guilty pleasure. Like, I've always wanted to, like, start a YouTube channel and stuff like that. Um so um, I was telling Jake this like before we got to work, like this is kind of my dream, like being able to just come up with all these ideas and create content and stuff. Um, Cause I think it's a great way for people to connect with DCS even when they're not here. Like it's great for the parents, I think prospective students, like teachers, administrators, um, just so they, they can see what's going on here. Because I think, you know, um, of course there's like pictures everywhere and stuff, but like just so they can see like, Yes, we are a very rigorous academic program, but the kids also have fun. Mm -hmm. Like, we have Mm -hmm. fun. We form bonds with them. We all get close. Like, we're not just, you know, it's not just summer school. Yeah. And it's fun. Like, I spend a lot of time on TikTok. So I always see, like, TikTok trends and challenges and stuff. And I'm like, God, I wish I could do that. What are some
1: effective ways to connect with folks? I've said this kind of, like, and there are three people in particular that when I think of being connectors and I've told all three or now three of these people to their faces, like Mike Williams, he connects. I go to his classroom and I feel engaged. I hate math. It gives me the like heebie jeebies. And like when I like I'm actually engaged in his class, I'm like just the way he connects with students, right? Uh, Roger, like when I see him, I get happy. Like I he brings a smile to my face. I would put you in that same category of like just being able to connect with people um the energy that you bring is positive like you can maybe not be having a great day but the energy that you bring is always going to be positive which is good like like that that is a hard thing to do um so how are you able to connect with so many different types of people
0: I feel like my answer is going to be a little disappointing I don't know like um That's not a good answer. I know. <laughs> I know. Wait, let me fix it. Cuz like okay, like during our meeting the other day I was telling you like how I'm actually pretty shy like and pe- I think people are gonna laugh when they hear me say this because I don't come off as shy but like when it comes to meeting new people and stuff like I'm I tend to let people come to me versus the other way around like I've never been the type to just walk into a room and like hey everybody like that's not me at all um so sometimes it honestly surprises me when like one of the kids comes up to me he's like hey Sid like or like or um They'll like talk about me with an, another advisor, and then the advisor comes down to me like, "Hey, like so and so really looks up to you." I'm like, "Really? Like, obviously, I try to be like a good um, role model, and I try to know, have the kids know that they can always come up to me." But um, I don't know. I'm I've never been the type to go after it like um, like Roger. Like Roger, he can just walk up to anybody, spark up a conversation, and like, boom. I've never really been that type of person, but I do. I mean, I like people. I've always been a people person. And I think growing up as an only child, like, I went to school. Yeah, I had a extracurriculars. But, like, I spent a lot of time by myself, which made me really, really want to, like, that's the reason I went to St. Andrews, for example. I, like, I needed to get out of the house. And I just, the idea of, like, living with all my friends was, like, so appealing to me. And I just wanted, like, I was dying for some more human connection besides my parents, bless their hearts. But, like... <laughs> Um, I try to always be like feel the vibes in the room and just I think make people comfortable is like my go to thing, like let them know, hey, I'm not here to judge you, like I'm not here to make you feel any type of way. Like we can just talk, we can hang out, like you don't have to love me, but like you know, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Um I lost my train
2: of thought. No, that was that was a great response. On a bad question. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna uh, mad minute? Sure. Thanks about that time. Okay, remember, remember cool. This? Yep. Rapid fire questions for a minute. Jake and I have been... Actually, Jordan has been
1: struggling to get questions yeah, out. Yeah, I've been, I've been fine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I, we, and then... Yeah, I've been... Please, please do not use the collective. Uh, <laughs> uh, favorite food?
0: Uh, sushi. Favorite song?
1: Uh,
0: you Rock My World by Michael Jackson. Favorite TV show? The Office.
1: Favorite musical artist? SZA. Favorite place to
2: go by yourself? By myself.
0: What? <laughs> this is indicative of how bad I've been. What?
2: Oh my gosh! Yo, I think it's actually comical now. Like, I think you should only do it.
0: My room. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Favorite social media app?
0: Mm, Twitter.
1: You're a you're a uh, I would say low key good follow on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> most pop, most popular
2: TikTok video you've made?
0: Um, I made one a couple years ago of my dad um spraying our Christmas tree with a water bottle for, like, five minutes straight. And the Christmas tree had lights on it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I wish I could see her face.
0: It was, yeah.
1: In ten years, I will be blank. Rich. Why?
0: Because... Well, I'll be rich more than just financially. Hopefully, I'll be happy. My main goal in life is always happy. I was,
1: I was, I was, so you'll be rich just in spirit. A, yeah. Rich in spirit.
0: I want to be fulfilled. That's a better word. Would Fulfill. you
1: rather be the smartest person in the world or the richest person in the world? The smartest. What, make, what motivates you?
2: What are you most proud of? <laughs> what are you most proud of? It's going to be like, 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 like quick stuff. Uh, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. This so is which one? Just which say your, like favorite sport. What are you, what are you most proud of?
0: Um my mom.
1: Favorite sport?
0: <laughs> um, to so play is feel lucky to watch is basketball.
1: <coughs> Why hoops?
0: Um, I don't know. I've always grown up around it. My dad used to coach, so I spent a lot of time um at basketball courts.
2: I love that you like watching basketball.
0: Yeah, I can't play. I played for um approximately two days in the fifth grade and then I quit. She don't. So
2: all right, I think that's
1: enough. I'm I butchered. mean, it's definitely enough out of you. <laughs> Are you gonna keep this? I think I might. Please like, keep I think it. It's pretty funny. Please keep it. Because it, I've been bad. Today. Yeah, you've been, like, I've been bad. bad. But like, like, I think it's. I think we might want. Well, I think we might want to leave that in. Yeah, I think. Because so. I think it shows, like, hey, even on bad days, it's six thirty. We're grinding. Right. We're still working. We're trying to get better. You're trying to find questions that make <laughs> sense for Grind doesn't fire. stop. Right. Um, Same two questions. Your shirt looks nice. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Uh, I'll ring the bell segment. Same two questions that we ask every
2: guest on the podcast. What advice would you give your 16-year-old self?
0: Stop caring so much about what people think of you.
2: Mm. What's your why?
0: Mm, I'm going to say my mom again. She's sacrificed so much for me and, like, not only does like what i want to do with life drive me but also like i want to be able to take care of her for the rest of her life